Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Good Saturday morning to you. I am Jason Kong and Bill Alexander is alongside me. Well, not physically in the studio. We've got Bill via Skype. He is uh, he's traveling the world as he <laughs> as he typically does. Bill, how are you this morning? Um, I'm good, Jason. Good morning to you. And and actually, I, I'm not. Uh, traveling the world, as you would say. I'm, I'm actually trying to uh, learn something. Uh, I'm out in Los Angeles, actually in Hollywood, which is probably my least favorite place in the entire world. Uh, but in order to get uh, the kind of, of assistance uh, that I think is important, you know, everybody needs to be learners all their life. And it's just important to me, this is a conference where frequently I'm a teacher, but uh, uh, because I do uh, teach advanced elder law to attorneys across the country and regionally and certainly in the state of North Carolina. But uh, uh, it it's uh, on this particular conference, I'm not. So I'm getting to sit back and enjoy with and uh, to learn from colleagues, which is really, really nice. Well, that's uh, this great. Is the El- this is the Elder Council Wealth Council Symposium, which is held annually. I just hate that they're doing it in in Los Angeles. Uh, <laughs> well, I know you're not a fan of Los Angeles. I was trying to paint a, a rosy picture in your head so that maybe you know you might you might enjoy your your surroundings a little bit more. Uh, well, if if people if you enjoy traffic and smog <laughs> and uh, just hordes of of people everywhere. And and when you get to Hollywood, where everything is fake, uh, <laughs> it sort of gives you uh, an impression of of, uh, of of what it is out here. Although the weather is nice, I'll, I'll give it uh, I'll give credit to that. But uh, otherwise, I would much rather be back in North Carolina. I I know you would, and I was I was trying to paint that rosy picture, and uh, you know the, this week, Bill, we've we've kind of needed to paint a rosy picture in in our minds because we've been dealing with uh, so, uh, a, a bad string of tragedies here. We've had the uh, the horrific events in in Las Vegas last Sunday night. And, uh, you know, we're still recovering from some storms here with uh, things in Puerto Rico, Florida and Texas. And, Bill, uh, we've, oh, no. we've seen some some bad things. And this just kind of rings home the the importance and the preciousness of life. It is so that is so important. I mean, it, it, and it also just tells you that there's so many things that can happen that are out of our control. Uh, and, uh, you know, and it's not a matter of whether you were bad or good. It's, you know, most of these things uh, have occurred and it's no one's fault. It's just, uh, um, you know, in Las Vegas, we're talking about a mentally deranged, crazy person, but the, the harm that he, uh, has done, uh, on just the psyche of the country is just absolutely horrible. Uh, and the pain that he's caused uh, to families. I mean, that's, it's just senseless uh, and awful. Uh, but, uh, of course, you know, and, and we not only grieve for those folks, but we grieve for the families that have uh, lost everything in Houston and on the Gulf Coast of Florida 
and I guess uh, even more so the the folks in Puerto Rico who who they're still suffering. Uh, you know, I I think only about ten percent of the power has been restored even today in Puerto Rico, and and people are struggling without uh, food and and clean water and. And, uh, you know, no matter what anybody says, Puerto Rico is in really bad shape because, truthfully, the government um, of Puerto Rico is broke. I mean, they don't they really don't have the financial resources to put back uh, their own grid. I mean, whether it's water, sewer, power, whatever. I mean, it's just a really a, a real long term tragedy there. Um you know, fortunately, there wasn't quite as much loss of life, but what the folks are having to deal with with the destruction is just, just uh, unbelievable. But, but you did make a good point. I mean, it just it just tells us that we don't know when our time will be called. We don't know what tragedy will strike, and and that life is precious. Our families are precious, uh, and, and that uh, we need to be especially thankful for, um, for for what we have, even if we have nothing but our families uh, to fall on, fall back on. It's, um, uh, you know, we have an awful lot to be thankful for. And uh, especially in this round of hurricanes, you know, North Carolina has, has not yet been hit. That's not to say that we won't be before this hurricane season is over, but uh, we've been very, very fortunate this year. Yeah, we, we certainly have. And, uh, you know, if if only the rest of the country had uh, and Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands had been spared as well, it, we'd probably be feeling a little bit better. But as you said, hurricane season's still going on and it, we still need to be aware and be paying attention to what's going on in, in the tropics. And uh, um, it, this has just been a, a trying week for, for everyone. And, you know, hope, hopefully we can you know, take some steps to, to move beyond this because uh, even just talking about it here on WPTF, you know, you just get to a point where, you know, it it, it hurts. Well, it really does. Um, and, and it also, uh, I mean, not that um, you could have done anything in Las Vegas, but as it relates to Mother Nature, uh, those folks who were prepared or planned in some ways. Uh, you know, the, in essence, they made sure that they had their storm shutters uh, uh, over their windows and doors and uh, had uh, sufficient water and, and gasoline on hand and uh, things like that, or possibly even uh, had a generator if they could afford one, you know, those kind of things. The, every little bit that you do certainly makes a difference when the crisis occurs. And, and you know, when it comes to what we do, um, it's in, particularly in elder law, the, a crisis can creep up on you. I mean, it's the kind of thing where uh, as people age, uh, their bodies don't work as well. I mean, that's true for me already. Uh, but it uh, some folks have to suffer through uh, you know dementia issues and most dementia issues come um, you know they're very slow in terms of the gestation period for it and you know it's coming on but you don't really know what the timing will be 
And then other folks uh, suffer from a crisis that occurs very quickly, you know, whether they, you know, they may fall and break a hip or hit their head and have a stroke, you know, whatever it is, you know, those crises can occur very quickly. But those folks who have planned in advance, um, particularly from a legal perspective, and it, of course, it's also true on a financial perspective, too, but the folks who have done their homework, put some plans in place, have the right documents, are so far ahead of the game. It's in terms of being able to do what they need to do to take care of themselves and their families. So it's, it's uh, it just it's so important that uh, people do it. And human nature, quite frankly, is to procrastinate. I mean, it's sort of like, why do today what we could put off till tomorrow? <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's um, uh, you know, when you're feeling fine and, you know, you're not expecting anything bad to happen, it's really hard to motivate yourself to get the basic planning done that can be so helpful to you. And truthfully, as, as people get older, you know, they, they are nearing retirement. Uh, they might be in their late 50s, early 60s, or they may have already retired. Those folks, while, while they are feeling good and nothing bad has happened, that, that's the very best time to have uh, planning done, particularly with an estate planner who has a background or uh, is in elder law and with the elder law issues. Because what so many folks don't realize, and they don't pay attention until it actually hits them, is that over half of our families will go through a long-term care crisis. And a long-term care crisis is extraordinarily expensive. Uh, you know, a lot of folks ask me, uh, you know, why, why do I do what I do? And frankly, uh, like most of us, I have been influenced in a big way by the things that have occurred in, in my own family. And um, in terms of my own story, I've been very, very fortunate myself. Uh, you know, I was able to get an extraordinarily good education and start practicing law and help people. Uh, but uh, in terms of what I do, in terms of estate planning and elder law planning and helping people get financial assistance with Medicaid or veterans pension or whatever it is, it really all started back when I was in college. Uh, but And uh, it, I, I can tell you exactly, I was a senior in college on spring break down in Myrtle Beach. And uh, uh, and my friends um, got a call. Uh, I was basically out on the beach and uh, got a call at the house uh, that there was a tragedy at home. My brother, Steve, who's a year and a half older than than me, um, was run over on Interstate I-95 uh, and was in the hospital. and. Fortunately for me, because I had a very difficult time processing it at the time as a young man, my friends basically came to get me uh, off the beach, threw me in a car, drove me to Columbia uh, to the airport and put me on an airplane home. Uh, 
and uh, my brother was unconscious for six and a half weeks, and he survived. He's a miracle person. He's still alive today and and thriving, although uh, from day one, uh, he had uh, what's called traumatic brain injury. And so his rehab was years instead of weeks. Uh, but, you know, if you met him today, you, you would think he's an average Joe, but he he has short-term memory uh, issues big time. Uh, and he has a lot of frailty because this accident broke everybody, a bone in his body. And so, uh, the, you know, as I was praying at night for uh, my brother's recovery, you know, I, it was basically uh, one of those deals where it was like, I will always be there for him if he if he wakes up and, and does okay. And that's so that's uh, one thing that has influenced me then and continued to influence me. Although when my dad was alive, um, didn't have to uh, deal with my brother's issues. My mom and dad took care of everything, if you will. And um, uh, But when we lost my dad, and that was the next event that really made a huge difference in my life. Um, and he died very suddenly. Um, uh, but at that point, then, even though I was the baby of the family, you know, the fourth child of, of four, uh, I, my parents lived where I lived at the time in Kannapolis, North Carolina, where I was practicing law, actually with my dad. That was one of the most joyous times of my law practice. Uh, but he died suddenly. And then, uh, my brother's issues and my trying to be there for my mother really fell on me because my siblings, my, I had two other siblings, and they uh, lived at far distances. So the bottom line is uh, I learned a great deal from my mom and dad, but uh, particularly as my law practice developed from my mother because she it went through a number of long-term care issues herself and from just being frail with some uh, a neurological disease that made a difference in her. Uh, went through independent living and assisted living and nursing care and, and uh, I learned an awful lot from her, but that motivated me to help people with long-term care issues and with my brother with, with special needs issues. So, you know, that's basically my motivation in terms of what uh, what it boils down to. And I get a great deal of of joy and pride in terms of being able to uh, help people get the assistance they need and protect their property at the same time. That's that's what I do. <laughs> well, that, that's a powerful story. And it, it, it makes a lot of sense because you are uh, you are very great at what you do. And we're going to talk about some ways that uh, people can uh uh, benefit from that from uh, you got a free seminar coming up this week and we'll tell you a little bit more about that stick around you're listening to asset protection today with attorney bill alexander on news radio 680 wptf News Radio 680 WPTF. You are listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. And uh, he is Bill Alexander. I'm Jason Kong. And you can find more about him at WGA Law. 
Com. And Bill, it's uh, it's about that time this month. We've got another seminar coming up. Well, we do. And, and actually, we have three, uh, one at 10 o'clock, one at two o'clock and another at 630. Uh, we we try to do our seminars one one day each month. And people need to know that this seminar is focused on government assistance, what's out there. Uh, what kind of assistance can uh, families actually get eligible for um, and how to protect their property. And because this issue is is so important to folks, um, it's one that people should attend. It's just like what I'm doing out here in L.A. trying to to learn. Um, Knowledge is power. And people, uh, if they come to this seminar, they'll get accurate information on Medicaid, on special assistance, on VA, on Medicare. And one of the hardest things for folks to understand is that there's so much garbage on the street when it comes to all of these programs, because truthfully, very few people understand these programs because they're complicated. The rules change frequently. It's it's the kind of thing where people really know what the truth is. <laughs> I mean, there's so many half-truths or bald-faced lies when it comes to all of these programs. Who can be eligible? And one of the things that so many folks don't realize is that middle-class families can be eligible for most of these programs. It's not about being dirt poor, and it's not about waiting until you're dirt poor to become eligible for these programs. It's the kind of thing is the information that what we try to do is to teach people the fact that they don't have to be impoverished in order to uh, receive these programs. Now, clearly, if you end up like some families and going through two or 300,000 or more, in resources, they become impoverished because they don't seek help. And then they become eligible because they're impoverished. Well, I have a philosophy that most people shouldn't uh, have to to deal with that. There are legal and proper and ethical ways for folks uh, to be eligible uh, without giving all their property away. Uh, or those kinds of things. and But it starts with having the right documents in place. And very, very few people have the right documents in place. Um, and so this the seminar can be extraordinarily helpful to folks. I would encourage people who, if they're currently in crisis, they're crazy not to come. If they're anticipating it possibly in the next few years, Again, they would be silly not to come and have this information in advance. And as you've already said, it's perfectly free. It is truly an educational event. There's, there's no come-ons and there's no, well, there's also no food. <laughs> this is not a <laughs> dinner party. Uh, but for those folks who uh, really want to become educated on how these programs work, this is they really need to spend an hour and a half or so with us learning about these programs. 
Very good. And again, that's at 10, 2, and 6.30 at Independence Village in Raleigh. We encourage you to register in advance. You can call the office at 919-256-7000. That's 919-256-7000 to register in advance. And again, it's it's completely free. You're going to get some great information, and you're going to get it from Bill and his associates, which is great. All right, well, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I enjoy these seminars a great deal. I always get to meet a lot of nice folks. And uh, and I know that it is extremely helpful to the folks who attend. It, so, cer- it certainly is. And it's it's a great service. And Bill, uh, we're uh, we're going to switch gears a little bit and we're going to get to some uh, some mistakes in estate planning. Well, I always like to talk about that. Uh, it's. Um, and, and actually, we've already hit on a couple of them, to <laughs> tell you the truth. Um, the biggest mistake uh, in in planning is not planning. It's procrastinating. Uh, that's something that I've already mentioned, because truthfully, while we're alive and well and all is good, we have no clue if right around the corner is a tragedy waiting. And that's um, having the right documents is extraordinarily important. And most people, I mean, truthfully, and and this is not saying anything bad, it's just the truth of the matter, is that most people only do planning about once every 20 years. And that's okay as long as they do it right. (laughs) So... Uh, And one of the times where planning is extremely important to folks is when they are nearing retirement or just after they've retired. So late 50s, early 60s, getting advice at that point in time is can be the most helpful to them because, well, for instance, when you or when you're getting ready to retire, Uh, If you see a good counselor, um, and I'd like to think I'm one, but, you know, a good counselor prior to retiring, just, you know, within the six months before you retire, it can make a huge difference financially for you and your spouse and your family uh, in future years. Because most uh, companies, I know this is true for the state of North Carolina, they don't really give you counseling that's helpful at all. It's like, well, what do you want to do? <laughs> Just sign here. And, and that's about it. And so uh, it, it's the kind of thing where knowing uh, the, the resources that you have in advance are huge. Same thing with Social Security elections. You know, there are a lot of folks who think it's simple. And truthfully, there are a lot of things you can do with Social Security that make a huge, huge difference financially if you know what's in your best interest. Again, counseling there can make a difference. Medicare is another area where um, it's complicated. People don't realize how, you know, seniors have it bad because their life gets far more complicated after they're retired and have to go on Medicare than, than prior to that. So it's um, 
it's just one of those paradoxes that you you know you think that when you're getting ready to retire that life will become simple and you're just going to retire and sit on the beach all day and fish and and, <laughs> and you know uh, like you know best years of your life and all of the you know all that stuff on golden pond and it doesn't work that way you know there's there's still an awful lot that has to be done and and quite frankly the decisions that you have to make uh, each year uh, can be pretty complex and uh, oftentimes people are fortunate enough to have children who will do the research for them and that sort of thing and help them make elections but there are an awful lot of folks who don't have um, th- that counseling based you know just family advice from children and otherwise uh, that that helps um, so anyway the and just because you've gone to an attorney doesn't necessarily mean that you have the right documents for later in life. You know, because as you know, one of the things that's really important to me and in my practice is being able to help people protect their assets, uh, protect their, you know, we call it asset protection, but in, in terms of Putting, you know, putting a plan in place to where creditors and predators uh, cannot get take your property away from your spouse and your children and uh, you, uh, you know, to avoid what's called Medicaid estate recovery, which is really important for any family that goes on Medicaid. You know, those things, uh, having the right documents in place is really important. That is, and it's a, a big mistake that uh, you can avoid by planning and having, as you say, the right documents and not just a document, but the right specific version of that document is very important. We'll continue our conversation on these mistakes in estate planning in just a bit. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today on a, on a News Radio 680 WPTF. This is with Attorney Bill Alexander. I am Jason Kong. You can find more about Bill at WGALaw.com or you can find him this Wednesday at 10, 2, and 6.30 at Independence Village for his uh, free seminar this month. Uh, if you miss it this time, you're going to have to wait all the way until next month. But uh, we do ask that you register in advance. Again, this is free, 919 919- Two five six seven thousand is the number at the office, and Bill will continue our discussion here on mistakes in estate planning. We were just talking about how having the right documents mm-hmm. is so important, and you know this is something that's a bit of a mantra that we have here on Asset Protection Today. That uh, you know just mm-hmm. because you've gotten a document maybe twenty or thirty years ago doesn't mean that it's doing what you want it to do. Well, that's true, and and actually the one document that. Uh, well, there are two that are really important uh, from an asset protection perspective in terms of allowing you to do the kinds of things that need to be done that are very different from what a normal attorney will provide a family. But most folks don't really know that they have options. And the families I talk to, when they realize that they have the options, they almost always choose the options that I'm recommending. But uh, the powers of attorney, the financial or what's called a business or general durable power of attorney, uh, with most law firms, with most attorneys, and certainly with any other kind of of document that somebody might get, 
Um, those are primarily transactional documents. They're not designed for estate planning purposes. So in order to have one that will work for estate planning, they, the, the general power of attorney has to be very robust. In other words, to give a trusted agent a lot of power. And most powers of attorney just don't do that. But because it's called a general power of attorney, there are an awful lot of folks that think that they can do anything that they might need to do uh, for their parent or for their spouse if they become sick and unable to uh, make decisions for themselves. But that's far, far, far from the truth. And most powers of attorney give very little authority, much less than what most people think. So it's really important to understand what a good power of attorney can do for a family, particularly in in, in a person's later years. Um, another huge mistake uh, that I see in elder law planning and in estate planning is people thinking that if they simply give all their property away, that the government will take care of them. And that's so far from the truth, it's not funny. But it's sort of like, oh, yeah, I mean, if I just give it all to the kids now, then when I need the assistance, then it'll be there. Well, fact of the matter is, that's not true at all. I mean, let's think about this. Now, now number one, most folks want to stay at home. Uh, you know, that is just sort of the knee jerk. Don't, don't want to go anyplace, just want to stay right here. And if I need care, please help me here. Well, for home care, the, in order to get assistance for home care, you pretty much have to be destitute. Now, there is, there is an exception to that rule uh, that we, we talk about in our, in our um, uh, a program coming up next week. But at the same time, the normal at-home Medicaid program, it's not available to most people because there's a there is a very low, what's called an income cap, and most people have income that far exceeds that cap. So, um, and so the bottom line is that program is not going to be available to 99% of the folks who are looking for assistance. The same is true for assistant uh, assistance, government assistance related to assisted living. And so the program there is called Special Assistance. It is, um, it is a unique state-run program. It's very helpful for the folks who can qualify for it. But the big bugaboo, where most people will not be eligible for it, is what's called the income cap. And because uh, now if you're very low income, then the potential of getting special assistance is pretty high, particularly if you're married. Um, but there are some other issues with special assistance as well, and that is this, that many facilities don't take it. So you have a limited number of facilities, uh, and the truth is is that the majority of folks uh, cannot qualify for it because their monthly income exceeds the income cap. Again, that's that's where people under, need to know whether their income is going to be below that cap or over that cap. This is where education makes a big difference for folks, 
But the great majority of folks will never be eligible for special assistance. Uh, Sometimes, you know, you have a stay-at-home mom who uh, didn't uh, work out in the uh, job markets uh, and contribute to Social Security, and their their uh, Social Security income might be very low, and they might qualify where dad, his his, – uh, Social Security check is going to be over the income cap almost every time. Uh, you know, there are ex- exceptions to that rules. You know, folks who've never made a lot of money, you know, that sometimes that you, I, I wouldn't say this true from all farmers, but there are an awful lot of folks that, if you will, live on the land. And, and so their income isn't, isn't particularly high in retirement. Uh uh, so uh, what I'm really getting at is is that for those folks um, where uh, for the major- the majority of us where our retirement income is going to be over the cap um, if we give our all of our property away ten years before we need assistance um, then there's still not going to be any government help uh, now the exception to the to that rule, my, because there are very few folks that have problem with the income cap for Medicaid, but n- nobody wants to go to a nursing home, and that's where Medicaid actually comes in is for nursing home care, um, and and so people aren't going to give away their property so that they can go knock on the door of the nursing home. <laughs> I mean, it, <laughs> you know, it doesn't work that way. So, again, it's the kind of thing where people need to understand how these rules work and where it will help them. Now, there is a group of folks that can get some limited assistance, and by limitation, sometimes the limited assistance is actually pretty good for them. Uh, And that's families where um, you have a veteran, uh, someone who served in the military during a war period. Uh, on, in other words, they served on active duty for a period of at least 90 days, and one day uh, was during a period of war. So th- th- those rules are fairly uh, common. There are an awful lot of folks that, that served in service during the Korean War, World War II, and Vietnam. So there are an awful lot of families out there who could receive what's called a VA improved pension. Um, now, it, it does have some limitation. The maximum amount for the pension for a married veteran, um, I believe today is $2,127. Uh, but it also there are also potential benefits if the veteran is fine, but the veteran spouse is sick and they're spending a lot of money on the on the spouse. Um, it, there's a little trick to that, but it, at the same time, there is a benefit that a veteran can receive because of a spouse's illness. And then the widow of that same veteran, can also receive a, a benefit if the if the uh, widow, uh, needs long-term care now, and I have a lot of fun with this, but it's called a pension, but it's not anything close to a pension. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's truthfully a long-term care reimbursement program. Uh, it's tax-free income, uh, if you will, 
Um, and so it, it can be extraordinarily helpful uh, to a family to receive an extra eleven hundred and fifty-three dollars to twenty-one twenty-seven uh, per month. Uh, those, while that generally is not going to pay for the care in and of itself, it can certainly reduce the financial bleeding that, that families suffer from folks that require care. Now, the good news for those folks who are eligible for the veterans benefit is that it can be used at any level of care, uh, whether it's home care, assisted living care, uh, or nursing care. And so that's a real advantage for that program. The disadvantage, and this, again, this is part of the education process at our seminar, is the fact that most folks who receive the VA benefit will actually do things uh, in order to receive the benefit that will disqualify them for Medicaid if they get worse and need nursing care. So it's really important when you're doing VA planning to do that planning with a professional who also understands Medicaid and can help them get Medicaid if if they get worse, you know, because Medicaid has a five-year look back. Uh, the VA does not. So there are uh, the, the, the programs do not coordinate together very well at all. If, if anything, they're almost opposite of each other. So it's the kind of thing where, again, if somebody wants to look at, at VA assistance, um, they need to go to someone who understands not only VA, but they also understand Medicaid and the rules for Medicaid. Yeah, and you're a good guy to get that information from. And again, folks can do that this Wednesday, October 11th at 10, 2, and 6.30 at Independence Village of Raleigh. Well, Bill's information is so good that he's he's gathering a small crowd around him right now, it sounds like. And out in L.A. via <laughs> Skype, people just trying to soak in his great information. And we'll, we'll soak in some more of that information ourselves right after this break. You're listening to Asset Protection Today on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. You are listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. You can find more about him at WGALaw.com. I am Jason Kong. And Bill, folks can also find you tomorrow morning on the CW22 at 830 with Money Secrets, right? Well, that's another program that I enjoy doing, although this is my favorite, I have to say. You're very nice, <laughs> so, Bill. You're very kind. Uh, the, the one tomorrow morning, that one's that's more focused on money issues uh, relating to investments and things like that. But um, uh, what we're trying to talk about today is, is, um, is estate planning and elder law planning that can make a big difference uh, to folks. It's it's more about what we're talking about has to do with how to keep what you've got and not let others take it away from you, asset protection, as opposed to how do you increase uh, what you've got? How, how do you make what you have grow? I mean, that's, that's a totally different uh, mindset, if you will. So uh, that's what Money Secrets is about, uh, is it, it, it has to do with growth of money. And of course, what we're talking about is how do you keep what you've got right. <laughs> and how do you make a difference with it? Um, now, another big mistake that folks make, because uh, a lot of folks ask me about revocable trusts. Um, uh, 
and I uh, and I'm a trust planner. I love trust. I, of course, not everybody needs a a, a trust plan, uh, but we certainly uh, uh, do a lot of trust planning. Uh, the folks who need a trust, uh, certainly anyone that's uh, high net worth, anyone that wants to protect their property for the sake of their children, um, uh, that's a big reason for do it. Anyone who owns real estate in uh, outside of North Carolina uh, is pretty crazy not to have a trust-based plan. Anyone that is possibly in a second or third marriage, uh, particularly if there's children by, uh, uh, you know, his, mine, ours type of situation, um, that's um, a time when a trust-based plan can be extremely important to folks. Um, folks who need tax planning, whether it's income tax planning or estate tax planning, uh, trust can be extraordinarily helpful in, in that scenario. So there, um, uh, there, it can also be a situation where you want to protect somebody, could be your spouse, could be a child or your, all of your children, it could be that you have a special needs uh, child, where uh, those, uh, uh, any of those circumstances, a trust-based plan is going to work far, far better for the family uh, than any other kind of plan. But let me talk about the mistake that people make because I, I, it's, it's unbelievable to me, a tr but a trust-based plan only works well if the person or the family's property is transferred to the trustee of the trust while you're alive. Uh, and I cannot tell you how many folks come to see me, well, how about reviewing my trust? And I'm happy to do that, do it all the time. And then I'll say, okay, what's in this trust? And they'll look at me with a blank stare. What do you mean what's in there? We don't know anything about putting property into a trust. And they may have had a trust for 10, 15, 20 years and paid a lot of money for a trust that is absolutely no, no good to them. Because if you you don't put your property into the trust, you don't get the benefits of the trust. I've seen some real sophisticated tax plans and other, you know, real estate plans and other types of plans that just didn't work because they didn't put their property into the trust. And if you don't put your property into the trust, it actually costs you more money in terms of probate and trust administration than if you didn't have any trust at all. So if you're going to have to have a trust, or if you need a trust, if it's in your best interest, you need to make sure that it works. <laughs> yeah, that is a, a potentially catastrophic uh, mistake that you do need to avoid. Bill Alexander, he is on location in Los Angeles, and we'll be back with more asset protection today on News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Asset Protection Today on News Radio 680 WPTF with attorney Bill Alexander. I am Jason Kong and Bill, we're just about out of time, but we can remind everyone that you got a free seminar this Wednesday, October 11th at 10, 2, and 6.30 at Independence Village of Raleigh. And you can uh, register in advance at 919-256-7000 by calling the office, right? 
That's it. Uh, either that or uh, they can email us at WGA at WGALaw.com or call the office. And we would appreciate it. We'd encourage those folks to, to sign up and we'll see them next Wednesday. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Bill, for uh, for being with us, even though you are hard at work in, in L.A. right now. And uh, as we can hear, you're, uh, you're just the center of attention right now in L.A. So no big surprise there. But we will be back again next week at 11 here on News Radio 680 WPTF.